0: Mike, the Twitterverse is aflame over these last couple of days. We've got a lot of politics news, but what are people talking about most? What are they doing? Burning sneakers. They're burning sneakers. That pun was intended. He is Mike Bonner. <laughs> I am Montana Samuels, and this is as the bubble. Bad as it was, it was still intended. <laughs> um, yeah, so to catch everyone up to speed... Even though no one needs to be caught up to speed. Nike, their 30th anniversary campaign of Just uh, Do It. Of just do it. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is the figurehead, uh, for lack of a better term. I suppose He's sort of the lead. Um, a comer- we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, a commercial will be aired during Thursday night's opening NFL game. Which has already been released, the commercial. The commercial's already been released. Um, it's going to be... It's sort of strange, and we talked about this a little right before we turned the mics on, but to already know that what their reaction is going to be before a moment happens, right? Well, I, I've
1: liked how you started with politics because a lot has happened in Washington, D.C. from in the last year. I mean, we could right. spend hours just you, listing like, not even discussing yeah. just listing all the things that happened sure. and the interesting thing from my perspective is colin kaepernick has really remained a constant conversation yes. piece throughout all this and now i think this nike ad has moved him into the the forefront so to yeah. speak it's really kind of given him i think more of as we talk about social media a megaphone yeah uh, because nike has is a trendsetter. Nike yes. a lot sets what's cool. And now you have this brand trendsetter pushing to the forefront. And we'll talk more about that business aspect with Matt Powell yes. of uh npd.com. Uh he's a definitely must follow on Twitter. I followed him yeah. uh, long before he's gonna join us today. He's a great uh follow for any sneakerhead, any athletic wear person, uh, at npd Matt Powell. We'll have his Twitter handle and little bio and information yep. so you want to click that and give him a follow but yeah it, I was surprised at the monumental reaction I saw it on Instagram actually LeBron James's Instagram Yeah, yep. he posted the uh, if you believe in something and sacrifice everything I think that's yeah. basically Good. the gist of it paraphrasing yeah uh, and I was like oh Okay. Cool.
0: Yeah. Interesting. A point you made earlier about the the notion of Colin Kaepernick sort of being a thorn in in the side of, uh, whether it's super right Twitter or uh, conservative politicians on Capitol Hill, it's interesting to see that he had, it's almost as if we've shifted so far to celebrity as politician, that the biggest political rivalry of the past couple of years is not Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump versus Colin Kaepernick via the NFL. I think it's the most consistent. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people are still shouting locker up at campaign rallies, I'm pretty sure. But it's just interesting to see that a... He started as a football player, so it's sort of this thing where it's like Donald Trump has just been arguing with this guy who plays quarterback for the 49ers, and then it shifted into Donald Trump is arguing with this activist consistently. But it's. It, I think maybe the most interesting thing is how it has gained this traction of this is now something we expect not something that's unique when the president of the united states comes out in protest against a athlete or celebrity who has done something he felt was uh politically damaging to him in a way right like I, well i think at this point i'm more fascinated
1: or maybe dumbfounded is a better word yeah at the Venomous reaction of throwing burning sneakers. Sure, and I just it doesn't. I, does it I don't surprise comprehend you it. though?
0: So I, I feel the same way. I we spoke about this a little bit yesterday. I think where I I am, I never in my life would consider behaving in the way that a lot of folks uh, have started on twitter like cutting the the nike symbol off of their Mm -hmm. shorts or removing Mm -hmm. it from their socks or burning their clothes like does it does it surprise you that this is happening it's a good question and i
1: i I was mulling it over and i'm glad i had some time to mull it over and it's kind of a two-pronged response am i surprised no right i am surprised at the reaction to the reaction why do we okay. care that someone is burning their sneakers that they already paid for? That means absolutely zero nothing. Yeah. It doesn't mean a thing. And one of the reasons why Colin Kaepernick is as popular in household name that he is is because he had a platform. The reason why a lot of these NFL players and LeBron James and other athletes say, right. I'm going to say something because I have a platform. What are these people in their backyards, what platform do they have? Why are we giving them a platform when, I think I said this in one of our other podcasts about social media, mm. it's not so much what the troll is saying as much as the troll just wants to be seen. Right. Wants to be, ooh, right. what's the shocking thing? Or what can I do? And why do we care that they're burning sneakers? That's not, to me, yeah. the, the, the jersey burners, how many people use Twitter? I mean, yeah, a, hundreds of millions, maybe.
0: I think, yeah, I think it has across to be. the world,
1: I, mean, I don't know. Maybe even let's just say a million. Let's just say a million. It's, like, it's more gonna, than
0: that, but sure. For the sake of
1: yeah. the argument, say a million. And I've seen the same couple of. I've seen the same socks where the it's it's a white pair of socks and right. the Nikes are cut off. And yep. then I see this dude throwing loads of sneakers, about three or four, into this black kind of, it's not a fireplace, but it kind of looks like a fire, like a fire an old school, yeah. an old school, like a one you'd see in the 1800s. Like okay. you'd open the gate and then oh, put yes, the wood in yep. and then close the gate. Wood, bu- wood burning oven. Wood burning oven. The dude's throwing shoes in wood burning oven and I've seen this a number of things. My point being, I'm seeing the same clips oh, over and over. over. Yeah. So let's maybe stop saying that people are burning their shoes when it's only a couple and the vast majority are kind of like, yeah, I disagree, or no, I don't, or yes, yeah. I agree, media needs to be better, show me the That's, person who yeah. disagrees and donates their Nikes to a to, homeless shelter, right. or to uh, a, a local you know, VFW or something, or a veteran's transition house, or I would be interested in that, okay, yeah. or if they don't sell them and then donate the money, not, what is burning doing anything? It's- well, I- yeah. Not proving anything.
0: I was going to bring that up too because I, I was curious. We we sort of see in the we we talk about Twitter a lot, and I think media as an entity sort of uses Twitter and social media, and more specifically, the reactions that are happening in real time on Twitter to report breaking news ish stories. But mm-hmm. what that includes a lot, specifically at like online only publications, is videos of people doing stuff that is really obscure. Reaction. Yeah, that's what it is. It's reaction journalism. And there's certainly an argument to be made on my behalf that that's not really all that beneficial because social media already does. Like, I don't need USA Today or like Vox to post a video of a guy burning his sneakers. I probably already saw it.
1: And I I think that's really where we are and this is why we created the podcast the bubble because you have this reactionary piece of people are burning sneakers and stocks dropping and that means bad things yes and then you have others being like this is the greatest ad that's ever been created in the history of life and this is how can anyone hate this right i like our podcast because i'd like to see there's probably there is a middle ground of actually looking at this and as we ask you know Matt in the in uh, the upcoming segment how do stocks work you know what what does it mean and he yeah. said
0: no well i'll let him had, kn- yeah no one knows nobody <laughs> knows
1: but certainly a 2% drop it's is not, not anything yeah. In nor is the 3% gain the next day telling it's, of anything it's rather
0: meaningless So and there's context most yes. importantly and there's additional context that has so much more to do with why this thing is happening than just they put Colin Kaepernick on a. F- There's a really powerful black and white photo of Colin Kaepernick circulating with a, a section of text. Yeah. Full disclosure. Black and white photography is one of my favorite things in the entire world. So, oh, so you're I'll, I'll, use this some, ad. I'll use some hyperbole when describing this ad campaign. Probably. I was good,
1: I, I said ad, but yeah, campaign because it is a it is a campaign. It's not just Colin no, Kaepernick. It's, it's well shot. Whoever there's I've been a bunch of to, them.
0: My research hasn't been too extensive, but I've been periodically searching to see if the name of the photographer is out there. But great job, whoever did that. Terrific. That's all I got. that.
1: and that's the other aspect to it. I think you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's. It approaches the line of artwork as well.
0: I would say that as... So, yeah. When you're dealing with marketing... Right. You, there's always that line that you have to be careful to toe. But, I mean, Nike has worked with artists in the past. I mean, Jordan just released that Cause uh, collaboration on the Jordan 4... Uh, Nike's worked with graffiti artists. They've worked with visual artists to collaborate on shoes and different things of that nature. So it's not really out of the ordinary to see Nike do something that's sort of art first um, for a campaign, especially the 30th anniversary campaign. So you look at I, I looked at it initially as sort of like an artistic statement where it's like, here are these powerful portraits of these athletes who are more than an athlete, which is clearly what this campaign is sort of about. Uh, Odell Beckham, Serena Williams, LeBron James, uh, Lacey Baker, Shaq Griffin—I believe—is the <laughs> last one. I may have missed one. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick—I didn't say—but but um but it is interesting to to see people reacting in a. We we talked about this a little bit, but so art can be political, and often it's best when it's political. My curiosity was, if you remove Colin Kaepernick from the campaign, does anyone think about this political... Like, is this artistic statement political in any way if Colin Kaepernick's removed from the campaign?
1: And the only avenue I could see was LeBron James uh, and being more than basketball, that that aspect to it.
0: Has his photograph... Has his part of the campaign come out yet, by the way? I don't know. Is it just... I've seen an Odell Beckham one, I've seen the Serena one, and I've seen... the colin kaepernick one the other i haven't
1: the shaq griffin one too
0: the photograph of yes. Shaq. okay yes, i haven't seen I haven't. his yet okay
1: i think maybe not yeah you maybe you're right yeah you're probably right okay
0: he's in the he's in the commercial, the commercial yes. they're all so the commercial off the top of my head Nijah houston was the first skateboarder lacey baker was also now you're the commercial. Just name dropping shaq griffin well it's just it, it's it's look at all of the athletes i know look at yeah. <laughs> Guess who follows skateboarding? <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, there's... Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just so interesting now to... I don't know if it's I, interesting. I think it's actually... I, I think I made this point to you. It's actually pretty boring to watch these things play out the way that they do with sort of the like lowest common denominator takes.
1: Well, I think it's not going away though, or at least not going away for a little bit, because even kind of buried in this ad campaign, a specific commercial, right. is the point of LeBron James being bigger than basketball. Right, uh, and I think that's why I, I would say this really isn't going away because while Cap, Colin Kaepernick is the face of it, which I can't believe I'm going to say this other aspect, he's hiding other stalwarts like LeBron James or disguising them like LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. Uh, And I bring up those two for specific reasons because people like, liked in the past tense going to sports because it was sports guy catching the ball, running for a touchdown or scoring a basket and it was sort of whatever
0: mind numbing experience. Right.
1: And now you have LeBron James saying, no, I am, I am not just a basketball player. Right. And I was watching Kobe Bryant uh, with Rich Eisen and they asked him, would he return? What's the odds of him returning to play? You know, what's it been like sitting out? And he got a little angry. And he was—he said, I am never playing professional basketball again because everyone thinks that, oh, how can he sit out? How can he not compete? He's a competitor. And he said, you're just defining me as a basketball player. And he right. goes, I am out to show everybody that I am more than a basketball player. I'm here to show everyone else behind me that's still playing right once you're done you're not just a basketball player sure um odell beckham jr said the same thing um in the shop where uh the hbo show it's
0: lebron james new it's like a sort of a talk show if you will basically
1: and he said i feel like a zoo animal like dance puppet you know do the things and there's this sense that athletes are now pushing that Yes, they are an athlete, but mm-hmm. they're also much more. And I think this yeah. campaign will push that much more. Yep. And sports won't only just be sports.
0: Yeah. Well, and sport, sports does – as as much as sports used to just be like sports, like the sort of like bro like thing. I mean, there's Jesse Owens at the Olympics. Jackie Robinson. Ali, well, Ja- J- Jackie Robinson is always going to be a political figure, but his was a little different just because he was like, hey, can I finally like play baseball?
1: <laughs> but it's a good point. But yeah, because I think in the... Has sports just always been sports? Probably ha- not, I, yeah.
0: I, I think the only reason people consider that is because... Oft- like Jesse Owens, I think that put like a large damper on his continued career... If I'm remembering that correctly, I don't have any factual basis, but I just... Rem- well... I'm just thinking that we maybe are spoiled. Spoiled's not the right word because
1: sports is political from Jesse Owens to Jackie Robinson to Bill Russell to Muhammad Ali to Jim Brown. And
0: I, I think maybe, too, the... Sh- In the,
1: the 80s, 90s, and maybe 2000s. I th-
0: I think the shift maybe has it, it It's... I think because the world is more political right. in 2018 with social media and it being so front and center, sports by design has to be more political because that's not... I can't go to a coffee shop or a restaurant without hearing somebody talking about politics in 2018. That never used to be the case before probably 2016.
1: And again, as I as I praise our our guest Matt Powell coming up he speaks of that in terms yeah. of the young the upcoming generations that will have the most purchasing power they care about what products or what services they use and how they are giving right. back or what they stand for so i think that's why it's the political arena has now extended because it matters what nike believes and it matters what the nfl stands for it matters right. what at least to some people it matters. So I think that's where this is all coming in. And I recently saw a skit on one of the late night shows Mm -hmm. that, uh, kind of played fun at it in terms of when people going out to buy a toaster and be like, so what does this toaster stand for? You know, what is, (laughs) I need to know before I purchase. Uh, and, but that's, that's why I, I said, you know, sports will no longer be just about sports. I don't think there'll be a lot of things that just aren't about
0: that anymore? I, yes, and I totally agree. highlighted by that toaster. Analogy. Highlighted by the toaster, but yeah, let's let's actually go ahead and yeah, uh, we'll jump to Matt and um, we'll join you guys after.
1: And again, we're going to welcome on Matt Powell now to talk uh, about some uh, sneakers, Nike, Colin Kaepernick, all things. So, Matt, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Oh, glad to be with you.
1: Now, when I first saw the ad, I saw on Instagram. Uh, and I didn't think much of it. I knew there would be some reaction, but I didn't expect the social media explosion that it has kind of since turned into. Uh, I'm wondering from your perspective, what was your initial reaction?
2: Well, I think, first of all, I think it's really important to put this into some historical context. Nike has always been known for provocative marketing. Um we can go. We can go all the way back 30 years ago, and then the ads they ran, whether it was, you know, uh, the original Jordan shoe that was banned by the league, and they ran an ad that said this shoe was banned by the NBA. NBA. So uh, it, it's really been a a long, long history of them doing provocative ads. Um, and secondly, I think you really have to think of this in that terms of Nike also supporting they're athletes when they're in a rough patch. Um, And, you know, we think about when Tiger was having his issues or when Kobe was uh, accused of sexual assault. Um, You know, the brand really stood by them. They didn't use them in marketing at the time, but they they stood by them and supported them. And I think the same thing is happening with Kaepernick here. Um, And then finally, I think one more piece is that this is part of a larger campaign to, uh, celebrate 30 years of just do it and there are other athletes involved mm-hmm. but i also expect those ads to be provocative so uh this very much is in character with uh, with how nike approaches their uh, their marketing
1: i've seen and i've read in a few places that recently nike had been kind of for lack of a better term playing it safe and they were trying to become more provocative with this have you seen that at all as well
2: um, no, not really. I, again, I think if you think about just recently, uh, you know, the French Open banned Serena Williams' mm-hmm. cat suit that she wore this year, uh, and Nike came out with a with a snarky commercial on that as well. So, uh, again, I, I think it's very much part of their DNA.
1: What are athletic companies looking for when they use athletes as faces, such as LeBron with Nike or even Steph Curry with Under Armour? What are they looking to to grab or gain from that?
2: Well, I think the first thing that they that every brand needs to have are athletes who are performing at a high level wearing their products. That gives the brand authenticity, credibility to the consumer, even if they're never going to use the product for its athletic purpose. Um, and then I think brands are always looking for standout athletes like LeBron that can represent the brand beyond just being an athlete. And uh, and I think LeBron has has done a lot of that for Nike as well. Um, uh, you know, there's another angle to this as well. I think that, you know, today's young consumer, the Gen Z and millennial consumers have told us in study after study that they want brands that are authentic and that brands that stand for values that, that are shared with the millennial. Um, and I think this is another example of that happening as well. It's a, You know, I think the core Nike consumer it, it feels the way that uh, Nike does about Kaepernick and, and uh Uh, So I think that is to put it in political terms, playing to the base. Absolutely.
0: And then, so we saw there's been a lot of coverage about Nike stock over the past couple of days. Obviously, Donald Trump tweets that it's plummeting. I believe you tweeted today that it had rose back up. Um, How do you sort of explain or contextualize how... A drastic drop in a company's stock happens over that quick of a timetable is it the is it the market reading the situation is it just people not buying for that day how do you sort of contextualize it
2: well if, if i knew why the stock market did what it did i would be a <laughs> sure. very wealthy
1: man
2: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so let's start with that premise and I but I think again you have to put this into context. Yesterday Adidas and Puma were also down. So was Walmart, not that I'm trying to make any connection there. Um the market goes up and down. Uh there were some who were speculating that the reason the sneaker uh stocks were all soft was because of there's continued talk about putting tariffs on sneakers again and um and that obviously would be bad for business. So um and and frankly a three percent move is is not a big deal. Um uh, it, when you talk about a stock dropping ten, twenty sure. percent, now you're talking about a big deal. But three percent fluctuations are really, uh, really quite common,
0: right? And so, another interesting uh, part of this Colin Kaepernick story is uh, the NFL, obviously. And Nike has an NFL apparel deal, and I think Mike and I are both sort of curious. Mm-hmm. To he- like is there any reason to believe that this advertising campaign would affect Nike's relationship with the NFL, or is that something that generally is too obvious?
2: Well, I think I think the campaign itself has been in works for some time, and the, you know the anniversary is the anniversary. So sure. uh, yeah, I, I think the timing of it really was more dictated by the historical calendar. Um, as, as I reminded somebody yesterday, the last time I checked Kaepernick was not employed by the NFL. So um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that they have much room to complain about this. Uh, if you were their employee, if you were working for them, then that's a that's a different story, I think. But um, Look, I, I I I'm going to be very cynical here. That the the NFL is in business to make money, and Nike's making money for them. So, um, uh, and there really isn't an, an heir apparent to step up and take over uh, this contract. If, if if for some reason the NFL decided they wanted to break it, which would be beyond my comprehension that they would do that. So, uh, I think the NFL just has to suck it up here.
1: We've talked about you know the 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 idea of having an athlete embrace your product and and excelling on the field with that product. What does Nike envision it will gain from linking with Kaepernick when he isn't playing in the NFL?
2: Well, that's an interesting question. There was some speculation yesterday that he's going to have his own shoe and his own line. I'm not buying that. Um, uh, I, I don't think he's that kind of personality frankly so um, uh, you know i think he's he's not a fashion plate if you will um, so I would be very very surprised if uh, now do they put out a shoe that he, he had proprietary colors in or he shows them the color short sure. but to give him a shoe like durant has a shoe i mm-hmm. I, I find that very hard to believe would they would they make some apparel with his Toronto, there were some things he said as a slogan on it sure but i don't see them putting out a full sportswear line there so um but but i do think that um you know again, i think nike is very sincere in in supporting the causes that tamper is is uh, is fighting for and uh and again i think that aligns very very well with the nike core consumer um and so uh you know i think that's really where they see the value in this relationship
1: and we've seen uh, LeBron James, you know, uh, post that ad on on Instagram. We've seen support from Serena Williams and another Nike athlete. How much do those athletes supporting Kaepernick influence Nike and in wanting to attract more athletes like that?
2: yeah no, I think that's again I think the support of their these some of these key uh key Nike athletes and I would put lebron and serena absolutely at the top of that list uh, you know i their their wishes go a long way towards uh, what Nike does so um i think uh, i think having their support also uh, led led to this uh this campaign.
1: Regardless of what one thinks, Nike has been all over the place this morning on social media. It's been a massive trending story, front page of the New York uh, Times and the Wall Street Journal. How does just that aspect of it, just being saturated by Nike as, as as a reader, how does that affect Nike?
2: Well, someone suggested yesterday that Nike got $43 million worth of advertising mentions yesterday, so um, for nothing. Uh, so, in some ways, it's good. Uh, you know, there's the old marketing philosophy of you know, as long as you're mentioning my name, good or bad, make sure you spell it right, it's, a, it's good publicity for me. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I, again, I, I think there are factions out there who are offended by. Uh, by what Kaepernick's done and what Nike has done, um, but I don't think that's the core of the Nike consumer. And I think this—they are now closer to their core consumer than than they've been because of this uh, this vocal stand.
1: I'm always interested in how a story is covered and I see in my timeline pop up a lot of uh, night headlines reading, you know, Nike releases new ad and now people are burning sneakers and I'm assuming people are buying a lot of sneakers too and I, I don't see that as much in, in headlines. How do you think this story has been covered?
2: Well, see, I always have trouble with the headline writers because they tend to be a little histrionic and and many, many times the headline doesn't doesn't actually match the content of the mm-hmm. story. um You know there was a story out of the ninety stock plummets well, three percent is not a plummet um three percent is kind of normal if you will so um but I, I would say people for the most part have been pretty even handed mm-hmm. um um, I probably too much made out of the, uh, handful of, uh, of, of videos that were shown of people destroying Nike product. And by the way, I find that very humorous as well. You know, here, people are destroying Nike product that they already paid for. Right. Right. Nike has that money. Um, how, how are they hurting Nike by, by destroying something that, that they already paid Nike for? I've I had trouble making that connection, but, um, uh, you know, I, I think for the most part, with the exception of probably elevating some of these uh, uh, protests a little bit uh, higher than they deserved, uh, I thought the story was pretty evenly handled.
0: Great. Well,
1: uh, I am a, a, a sneakerhead, and I love uh, <laughs> sports apparel and such. And Matt is a must-follow on Twitter, at NPD Matt Powell. We'll link him on uh, on our uh, bio for
0: bio the, episode, for the yeah.
1: podcast. So, Matt, thanks so much for joining us. This has been great.
0: Appreciate it, Matt. Glad to do it. Thanks for having me on. Once again, thank you to Matt for joining us and giving us some uh a a much more articulate description of the business of this than I think Mike and I could provide. Um as as we sort of talk about Nike, it it, it popped into both of our heads that this is sort of a it really is a if you take a step back and look at the moment, this is Nike with this campaign is saying this is the direction for our next 30 years of the Just Do It campaign. Um, and I think, regardless of whether or not you like Colin Kaepernick as the figure for it, you have to, th- this is where they're going and this is where they put their foot down on the direction of the company, right?
1: I think I've read a number of columns, uh, Washington Post uh, and USA Today, and I think uh, the overall idea. From this is mm-hmm. Nike wants to come out of this in thirty years, saying we were on the right side of history. Right. They want to look at it as not that he is Muhammad Ali, but they want to back that activist athlete during and not yes retroactively say, hey, you know, we
0: were in, so- we were actually paying him the whole time, right?
1: Or, or yeah, something where it's. You know how you were going through some you know tough times fifteen years ago and no one supported you well we were <laughs> right. we're here now they right. want to say we were here
0: we're at not the start late to the yeah. and that's
1: a business decision
0: absolutely well, and I think too it's it's sort of uh you you, sp- you spoke to this a, a, a little bit where it's sort of it it's not really that difficult to see why this is like a for Nike's perspective. If you're paying attention to what's going on, this is an easy business decision to make because people—they're sure he's a polarizing figure on a couple of fronts. But with a polarizing figure comes a seg- segment of people who really, really support him. That's a no. Br- if you have a polarizing figure, you're going to get good sales from that because people like the figure. So sure, you have some people boycotting, and I think Nike understands that. Like. The hyper political right is not really their fashion base anyway.
1: That's what Matt said. They're, they're, they're doubling down on their base. Right. Nike is. And I, I think the thing that should not be lost on this either is the amount that they've already made off of it. Right. Uh, Matt estimated with $43 million in basically oh, free, and free advertising. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. And that, it's continuing. Yeah. That's the thing, and I know we didn't like we didn't really want to get into tweets, but I don't think like John Rich's sound guy is buying like off-white Prestos, you know? Like I don't think this is going to have an effect on the type of consumer that's like I need new Nikes. And I think it.
1: To me, it just it goes back to that. Thirty years from now, how will they look? Right. More than because I think you're going to have some people that are going to burn their Nikes and never buy them again. Whether that lasts, who knows? Yeah. Then there's going to be some people that are going to double down and say, you know what? I want to buy Nike even more now. But for the most part, the overwhelming majority of people probably aren't going to buy less or buy more. It is what it it is. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think that's like at the end of the day, it's at a certain point in every podcast, we come back to this. Where I'm starting to say, (laughs) in a week and a half... No one cares about this, and people are back. Except to this one 90s. thing. That's what I said. It's interesting it's that he
1: has he has as in politically speaking. There's been a lot of characters, a lot of rivals within the Trump yes. administration, yes. and some of them have been within the administration, right? And have are are you know gone out, you know, whether it's Sean Spicer or uh,
0: sure uh, C Bannon. There's a bunch of characters. We forgot to mention there's Steve Bannon news as well. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot.
1: But to me, that's what's interesting about this is Colin Kaepernick seems to have some staying power. And if you asked me a year and a half ago or two years ago, I would have thought at some point it just would have gone away and he'd be back in the NFL and whatever. We're just moving on with our lives.
0: So I think Colin Kaepernick has staying power because the original initiative that Colin Kaepernick started had staying power right people are still kneeling for the anthem and people are furious i almost cursed uh, people are <laughs> people are still very mad about that. But I think the individual efforts that he has been making since the anthem mm-hmm. haven't quite had. So I think Colin Kaepernick is sort of the figurehead for Donald Trump's beef with the NFL, which is ironic because they should be allies on that because Colin Kaepernick also has beef with the NFL. But I digress. It doesn't really matter. But I think this Individual instance of Colin Kaepernick as face of this ad campaign and commercial will probably not last much longer on the like super reactive Twitter. uh, Interesting, yeah, that's good point. As it would at the the I sort of lost my train of thought here. I I don't think people on super reactive Twitter will keep this story alive in particular. I think maybe. His face will be on Nike's website for a little longer, the, but I don't think anyone will be reacting to it after about a week.
1: What you're saying is, yeah, the the Kaepernick as a kneeling athlete will continue to lie, yes, live on, not as much as Kaepernick the Nike exactly. person. Yeah, that make that that's a good point.
0: His his kneeling initiative in the NFL has been politicized to sort of the same as like Hillary Clinton's emails where it's a talking point amongst like the continuing campaign cycle of politicians right but i don't yeah th- this moment in particular i think will die down just as quickly as the Steve Bannon getting taken off the New Yorker Ideal- ideas festival lineup will you know like the these sorts of micro developments within Different political moments never last. It's it, everything is so micro now and fast paced that I don't think anyone's really going to care after like a week and a half.
1: Yeah, I think it, and what, some of it will probably depend on what future ads Nike has or future ideas. As as uh, sure. Matt kind of said, it's unknown right now whether doubtful that he'll have a shoe or anything like that so
0: i i think he will have my guess right and this is so i'm not a nike executive by any means but i think you can look to nike's nike's sb program the skateboarding program to see what they'll probably do with kaepernick um may or even victor cruz right where it's like he maybe makes like one shoe and a line of clothes or with nike sb they have different colorways for their team riders on already existing silhouettes. So, like, I think a Shod Ware just came out with, like, a Nike Dunk. But it's not in a Shod Ware SB. It's a Nike Dunk SB, like, by a Shod Ware or something. And I assume that'll be what, like, maybe he'll have, like, an Air Force One or, like, a like a dunk or the, the, whatever. The thing
1: that I most thought of was maybe just like, a, you know, the the old school LeBron James Witness t-shirts, something like yes, that on long exactly. lines. Cer- where,
0: certainly a line of t-shirt, like a branding uh, initiative by Nike on t-shirts and buddies and stuff like that. I
1: think it's also probably a a, a line too that I don't think he wants to m- market, you know, his, he doesn't want to make money off of the idea. I think it's more he, a sense I think of, he's
0: already... I think either Nike or Kaepernick himself has already come out and said that it will be going primarily to his foundation. Yeah, that makes sense. Or at least a a portion of it. Um, Yeah, it's Nike. Sort of has an interesting role in history with sneakers. I mean, didn't just a couple weeks ago in Chicago, I believe there was like a task force that filled up that truck with Nikes and sort of like baited kids into. So yeah, I mean it's interesting to see and certainly there's the the labor issues that Nike has too so um Ni- Nike is a bit of a polarizing figure as well it's just sort of interesting to see a company stirring up a moment like this and sort of being on the I don't I don't even know if the so here here's my thing with companies right <laughs> let it all out do are they doing this because they, as a brand identify with Colin Kaepernick or have they just decided as a marketing, like they gave power to whoever, whatever content director got power on this one. And he was like, this is a moment that's important. We should get ahead on this. And this is simply a marketing campaign. Well, I
1: think Nike stands by its athletes and sure. Colin Kaepernick was a Nike athlete. And I think, so you have that. It's a bunch of things. That would be one of them. The other thing is, Nike saw what Dick's Sporting Goods did, and yes, saying that's
0: true. I forgot about that. Right.
1: So while Nike's doing this, uh, they're not necessarily the first people uh, to react to, politically. To yeah. It. Yeah. So yeah. that worked out well for Dick's Sporting Goods, and I think yep. Nike has an athlete there. It makes some sense. I don't as as we've talked with Matt. This was a long term planning so it's yeah, not like you don't
0: plan a 30th anniversary <laughs> in a couple months yeah. yeah uh
1: but i think it was a number of things where it made sense to appeal to their base right he's a nike athlete already it was the right time and yep. it was it all worked out it all worked together so i don't yeah. think it was necessarily a pure business aspect i don't think it was necessarily hey let's rally around colin kaepernick's cause right. it all worked out for everybody probably
0: yeah yeah.
1: Including, I think, the NFL. Because as I said,
0: That's the, yes,
1: people are going to tune in tonight, yeah. Thursday, to watch the NFL game specifically for potentially this commercial, yes. even though it's already released. But that'll help out the NFL too. And the NFL released a pretty positive along their lines. It was ambiguous, but still didn't condemn Kaepernick's cause. Well, pause. okay,
0: two things on that. One, they didn't condemn Kaepernick is my, because Is he's my bar too low for
1: them? Is that the problem here? <laughs> well, Colin Kaepernick
0: is currently suing them for damages. Oh, yeah, so that's if they came also out true. to condemn him, then they could use that in court against the NFL as an organization. Fair enough. Uh, secondly, the thing I'm least excited about as this moves forward in the commercial airs tonight is people using the Colin Kaepernick commercial as an example of why they're boycotting the NFL. That's going to be really annoying to deal with semantically because Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL, therefore boycotting the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick is just a fit of idiocy that I'm not capable of dealing with. You don't have to listen. I don't have to listen, but then we're going to talk about it next week on the podcast. Are so we? Just, uh, probably, hopefully not.
1: Well, that, that's that, we have the power.
0: We do have the power, I suppose. Yeah.
1: You'll have to tune in next week to see what we talk about.
0: You'll have to tune in next week to see what we talk about. This is the bubble, operated by two anonymous Trump advisors. Just kidding. The joke didn't land as well as I thought it was. He's Mike Bonner. <laughs> I'm Montana Samuels. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and we hope you'll have us back. You for started more with an
1: punks. awful pun and then left <laughs> with an even worse joke.
0: What'd I do, Mike?
1: Okay.